everyone and welcome to the atomic cinema experiment we're deep into the 60s i have no idea which number but this is the sci-fi movie podcast i am peter i am joined as always by tara greetings citizens and this as i said sci-fi movie podcast every episode we get together we've watched the movie we're going to talk about it and this actually is kind of a special occasion because we're finishing off at least for now because there's another one coming next year but for now, we are finishing off the Jurassic Park franchise because we started this a few, well, not a few months ago, but it was, you know, back in spring, maybe the end of winter. And we, we started working through Jurassic Park because the, the first one was voted for by our patrons. We started working through. And this is the fifth one and currently the, the latest until next year's uh, Jurassic World 3. But this is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which actually is unique in the sense that, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the newest film that we have done that isn't like new new if you know what i mean like it's the first it's the newest film i've had to rewatch. if that makes sense i think so yeah maybe that's a convoluted way of thinking but i, I don't know um, yeah okay i think i understand as as i was watching i was like this is weird this feels like it just came out <laughs> and i'm watching it again yeah. i've not had that feeling with anything else everything else has been you know either it's been years since i've seen it or it's just something i'm watching for the first time because it's new or whatever so, yeah. But anyway, so we'll start spoiler-free, as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers, uh, and we'll, we'll take it from there. The general gist of this one is that the island that the dinosaurs is on, Isla Nublar, uh, the volcano that is there that was dormant, is now erupting, and there's a debate about whether or not to save the dinosaurs, whether they deserve to be saved, given that technically they went extinct, and should we save them, should we not? Uh, Jeff Goldblum collects a paycheck and gives a speech that means, it basically says nothing, and then they go and save some dinosaurs, but there's a villain who wants to do nefarious things with the dinosaurs, and I won't say any more than that. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this, there's the character who turns out to be the villain, the second, not this time obviously, but the first time I saw it, the second I saw the actor, I went, he is secretly a dick. <laughs> like, he's being so nice in this scene, but he is a I can see it. He is going to be villain 101 by the time this is all over, I guarantee you. Anyway, Tara... How do you feel about Jurassic World Fallen King? And I have, you know, I have to check it. Every time I say it, I have to check the title. I can never remember the goddamn subtitle to this movie. It's an awkward title. Yeah, I mean, who cares? Yeah, it's not a good title. Jurassic World 2. Right. <laughs> On you go. I actually like this movie. <gasps> there, I, I will admit, like, it's not, it's not great. But there's a lot in it that I really like. <laughs> Except for one scene, there is one scene, and even when I when I put the movie on, um, whatever it was, like a day or so, so ago to watch it, I was like, God, I can't believe I have to watch this movie again because I don't want to go through that one scene. It just breaks me, and I hate that it's in the movie, but I also hate that it's that it works so well. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I actually don't, because there's several scenes in this that I would maybe expect that reaction from so yeah but there's one uh, big one okay okay no, we'll get to we'll get to the spoilers we'll get to the spoilers uh i so here's the thing when i saw it for the first time and the fact that is you can actually go back and see what i thought the first time i saw it because i actually talked to matt about this in 2018 when it came out uh and what joe was bugging me actually is that i remember having a huge plot hole problem with the opening scene and i can't remember what it is and it never occurred to me this time and i, I actually went, i wanted to go back and watch the review just to see what i said about the opening scene because i couldn't remember what the plot hole was so that's an exclusive to that review because I, I can't remember it was something to do with 
detecting the dinosaurs, the T-Rex jumping out of nowhere. I don't know what it was, but it was something to do with some of that. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. The T-Rex is definitely Ninja Rex again. It, he's Ninja Rex. that's oh. consistent. <laughs> well, he's consistently Ninja Rex throughout this movie. At no point do they try and do the thud. Thud. You know, yeah. they, so at least he's always stealthy in this one. So fair enough. There's a lot of Looney Tunes moments. <laughs> totally. Uh, so, I, I like when I came out of it the first time. I, I definitely like. Okay, that was definitely not as good as the previous film. It was kind of a dumb movie, but as a dumb B monster movie, there's definitely things I liked about it. And mm-hmm. I would say that watching it again, I still kind of feel that way in this instant. There's stuff, especially in the second half, that I really enjoy. Even though it's kind of silly, I enjoy the dumb B monster movie elements of it. Me too. <laughs> right. However, I will say this though: the one thing that has changed for me is that the first half was harder to get through. The first, the first ha- half is really rushed. It's really it's, rushed. Enjoy it. It feels fr- like it's a whole movie that's just crammed into. I don't know. Like I don't even know how much how long I would say it is, but it's it, definitely separated between like yeah. the island stuff and the house stuff. It's about it's about forty five or so minutes, maybe fifty. It's Joe. You know it is. That first half, watching it this time, it occurred to me what it was. It was basically a, like, Roland Emmerich disaster movie with equally stupid things happening in it that you would get in that kind of moment. There was character choices that are made that just, or not even choices per se, but character, like, moments where all of a sudden characters will do something that, like, I do not buy that this character can do this. Nothing's been set up to tell me this character was capable, capable of that. Uh, and then there's some really dumb comedy that I hate. Uh, I think yeah. the, the the nerdy character. I don't necessarily hate the actor, but I think his character, uh, his comedy writing, is all over the place. And for the most part, he just kind of annoys me. And he's he's there to be the funny guy, and I just. Yeah, I think he's a fine actor though. Like if he were played by anybody else, like I would mm. have hated him for sure. Yeah. And and this part is just like okay, it just feels a little bit like. I don't know. I don't really like any of the new characters in the no. in all, this part of the film. They all feel tacked like, on. The the veterinarian, like she she feels underwritten or something mm-hmm. also. And I don't I actually don't really like the old characters in this movie either. Like I, I sort of <laughs> wish it was a movie that didn't have Owen Cat- and Claire in it. I get that. I, I think Claire's <laughs> fine. I, I think Owen's worse than he was in the last one, though. I, I found a lot yeah, of his... Of course he's building a house. It's so yeah. eye-rolly. <laughs> yeah, I, that it's felt so eye-rolly. Cool. I, I do also feel like a lot of his humour in this, like a lot of his one-liners where he'll say something jokey to Claire or, or make fun or flirt, Like I felt a lot of that just feeling really forced this time uh, in a way where I'm like, okay, they're, they're sort of relationship whatever it was in the last one was kind of cute for what it was like it wasn't super in-depth or anything but it worked fine enough and here like it's almost this expectation that we we care enough about them to want them to be together still and i just "Eh." they're definitely not good for each other (laughs) honestly you could have easily had a completely just new character filling claire's role like just as the one who wants to go save the dinosaurs you could totally just have someone you're doing that and it'd be fine it, it seems odd for her character from the last movie that she would become this like dinosaur rights activist i well, i think the argument is here is that because she had the arc in the last movie where she cares about the, the animals by the end that it's went further and now she's like you know advocating for them and all the rest of it i it's a bit of a stretch i agree that she's this extremely into it but 
she saw firsthand and this is whatever i do i hate and i like i like uh james uh, cromwell cromwell but mm-hmm. like no the, mention of him before i know them retconning a second essentially hammond he's not called hammond obviously he's lockwood but there he's even got the staff with the the like i, I just like yeah. how how did you do this how did you retcon an extra hammond i don't hate it because I, I sort of like the all the ideas that are presented with this character. Mm-hmm. So I I'm honestly like I'm all right with it. But it but yeah, most of the new characters I, I just don't really Do I don't it. know. I there there are heroes, but I want the dinosaurs to be the heroes. Yeah. And I want I like the little girl character. I like honestly, I like James Cromwell. The little the little girl's probably the best new character. And is the only <laughs> well, one other than the Indoraptor. Oh, well, yeah. Indoraptor is sauce. the greatest. Right. But the little girl is, like, actually kind of likable, and I almost wish the whole movie was just her sneaking around the house, spying on things yeah, she wasn't supposed to see. Yeah, the best part of the movie. Yeah. However, I will say, that also kind of links up to the worst character in the movie, and that is Toby Jones. He's, like, I can't really tell you who he is or what, he's, what he is, uh, and spoiler-free, but Toby Jones' villainous character is absolutely awful i hated everything with him is he the little guy yes he's the, he's the small guy yeah yeah there's a race going on that I, I get it <laughs> but he is like everything with the villains because even the other character who turns out to be a villain like he's a yeah. better actor because i've seen him in other stuff uh and it was kind of awkward at first because he's got an english accent in real life so I, he's he's one of those guys where he's not doing a bad american accent but i still kind of feel like oh like I know what you sound like, so it, this is kind of weird. I, I can, oh, okay. It's kind of that Benedict Cumberbatch thing where, like, he's not doing terrible at it, but I, I just, I know it sounds wrong. <laughs> it's weirding me out. Sure. There's, um... Oh, who was I thinking of? Oh, I forget it. I, I lost my truth. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you something. So there's a lot of stupid moments. There's a lot of dumb characters. Uh, really convoluted stuff happening. But despite mm-hmm. all that, the fun B-monster movie stuff, whenever it's about people running from dinosaurs or dinosaurs fighting, I tend to be, be fairly into it. Uh, I will say, from a technical point of view, I, the one thing I do like, and probably because for the most part, Jurassic World one's better, right? As, as, as a movie, I think Jurassic World has a more hopeful tone. It's got a, it's got a more... Yeah, sort it feels of, more like a, like a summer blockbuster fun family movie, and this doesn't. Like, no. maybe the first half they're trying to go for it, but it gets real dark. Yeah, the first one feels like it's got this heart to it that feels, dare I say it, a little Spielbergian, right? It feels like it's got this this heart at the core of it, even if it's not as good as what classic you know, Spielberg could do. It does have that kind of at the center of it. Whereas this one, it feels like they didn't even bother trying to do that. Uh, but what I will say about this is that there's definitely some interesting issues from the director and the, uh, and the cinematographer. Of There's a lot of shadows in this movie from the dinosaurs and a lot of like cool little horror moments where there's like claws coming out or shadows in the walls. And there's one moment, actually, as they're leaving the island, which I actually think is a really good emotional little moment. And it's so weird because the movie up until that point is really bad. <laughs> that is the scene that I'm talking about. That scene freaking kills me. <laughs> I won't talk about it yet. Oh, but... so, so it's not because you think it's a bad scene. It's because it's too effective. It's it's so effective. And you're right. The movie up until that point is like kind of like, all right. It's kind of shit. This, what, is this the movie that we're getting? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of shit up that, that point. Happens, and it just... Like, even, I, I, you know, I was expecting the scene, and 
I was prepared for the scene. It wasn't going to be a surprise, and it still got me. It still got me. I just had tears coming out, and mm-hmm. God, it is freaking brutal the way they do it. It's a really good one. And I think the sad part is, is that I feel like that tells me all these little moments that of the director touches that I really like mm-hmm. tells me that if this director had a good script, he'd have probably killed, knocked out of the park. He'd probably it's, completely killed it's it. It's almost like he wanted to make the 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 child running from a dinosaur hiding in her own home but like it's like a big mansion and movie but you know the studio said but we want to have this other film Mm. this big volcano scene and he said okay let me just get that out of the way and then once that's over it becomes a good movie the movie i want to make well to 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 be fair here he didn't write the script right colin trevor who wrote and directed the first one co-wrote the script with Derek connolly so I also think, this is what I'm saying, I think Jay Biona, who directed the film, I got from this that he's actually a really good technical visual director, who yeah, probably... Yeah, I love the look of the, of the house, of the yeah. mansion. Uh, basically, the it, it may at points be one of the better looking movies in the franchise. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, I say, I know I say that, it's not, it's not like some of the sequels look that good in terms of visual style, admittedly. Uh, Jurassic Park, obviously. the scene looks good too. Yeah, the opening scene. underwater stuff. Yeah, no, like, I think visually it's actually got some things going for it that are maybe a little cheesy in places. Like, some of the shadow stuff, you know, the Nos- Nosferatu-style shadows in the wall, maybe that's a little cheesy, but it fit into the B-Monster movie aspects of it I was liking. And yeah, I-, I think what I said when this came out is that what I want, and I said, I, pro- I probably said this in one of the last Jurassic Park reviews, one of them at least, is that what do I want from Jurassic Park sequels? Because they can't be special again like the first one. I essentially want what I want out of a Friday the 13th sequel. I just want more... B-movie dinosaurs chasing, eating in different locations, in different scenarios. Just give me fun dinosaur stuff. Yes. And the back half of this movie is basically that. It's just a new new scenario, new setting, an interesting kind of mechanic to how they're being stalked, which is interesting. And that stuff I actually get really into and have fun with. and I've, I've heard people say the back half of this movie is the closest we're ever going to get to a Dino Crisis movie, which honestly might be true. So, yeah, go for it. I don't know that. I don't know what that is. Uh, it was the same guy who made Resident Evil, but he did a Dino, dinosaur version called Dino Crisis. Okay. Uh, it's fun. Difficult, but fun. Okay. Anyway. So, but the first half of this movie. So, uh, do we? I would phrase this. I don't even movie? think it's a half. Like, I think it's like a half an hour that they're just trying to get through so they can get to the what they wanted to show us. Yeah, I guess. I, honestly, I kind of, I feel like the back half of this movie that we kind of like more, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that is, yeah, arguably what they wanted to do more of in this movie. And the first chunk was just what they need to do together. But I, I also kind of feel like it's almost a bit of like a. Like a consolation prize because they knew they needed to have something in here to be a big climax of the movie. So they need to have something that actually has action and fun in the second half. Because me and Connor, when we talk about TV shows a lot, talk about how, especially longer seasons, will have like a, what we call moving the chess pieces around the board episode, where it's not a prominent episode in and of itself, but it's kind of moving characters in places so that emotionally or whatever, they're ready for the next big episode where it's actually going to pay off all these things and feels like a really good episode that's strong from start to finish. And I kind of feel like Colin Trevorrow, who wrote and directed the first one, he's writing and directing the third one, and he wrote this one, or at least co-wrote it. This is clearly his trilogy for the most part. He's the one kind of driving the, the overall focus and story. I kind of yeah. feel like he he's got this. He had the idea for the first one. He's got an idea for the third one. 
I'm assuming. And because in the end of this movie, which we won't say yet, definitely sets up a premise. It sets up a new status quo mm-hmm. for what we've not had before in a Jurassic Park movie. I feel like this movie, the the whole point of this movie, all it really was on paper before we sort of thought of these other ideas was we have to set up that ending for the third one. And everything yeah. else before it is just how do we get there? And it kind of feels it. I mean, the title of the films have been promising us something bigger mm. than, you know, from the first one. And we still don't have it yet. They're promising, you know, a Jurassic World. And so far, we've just had parks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just have parks. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that, that's, what, that's what I would say about, about the, uh, the, the, the general thing. But I, 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 do, I think there's fun to be had in the last half or so. Some fun monster movie stuff. If you like yeah, a B monster movie, I think movie. so too. I I know it's not, I know it's not very good, but I do think it's shot well enough. And I think, you know, I I care about the well being of this little girl who's being chased. Uh, I do really like the new design of the monster. Like I love, I want him to have his own or her to have her own spinoff <laughs> <laughs> movie. General. <laughs> Where she does Looney Tune tricks. <laughs> I feel like you could skip over a lot. So this is the thing. Do you, do, you, do you know why I think Owen and Claire, especially Owen, feel problematic in this movie in terms of being likable, in terms of wanting to see them and all the rest of it? I think it's because they do that stupid sequel thing where they have to have them split up at the start, so so we have to yeah. have the the grow yeah. together again. And I'm like. See if they like. Let's say we skipped all the leaving the island stuff. Let's say they just showed up because they had like they, they'd heard somehow that what something was going on. So they showed up to just try and like stop things together as a team who were who were united sure. and had a goal. That might they, have actually been more fun. Ex Machina of the film, and they were the ones that saved the day or something. Yeah, and we, we'd be happy because they swoop in like a superhero, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. You could do something with that. Uh, actually, I do have one other complaint, and I, I'm actually shocked, and I was shocked on the first time I saw it that I have to make this complaint. But even though it's Michael Giacchino doing the music, I actually think the music's a big step down from the last one. Mm. I don't think... Th- th- I don't really notice it, except for the parts where you, like, zoom in on a portrait of him, and it does the dun-dun-dun, or yeah. something, you know? Like, well, that's the thing. Like, there's so many good themes from the, the, the... So many good cues from the original movie. There's so many cues that were made for uh, Jurassic World, which were unique to that this new, you know, trilogy, this new chapter in the, the saga, if you will. And yep. I feel like this movie underuses... So... <laughs> I feel like this movie underutilizes both of them. Like, there's only a couple of key moments where I can hear, like, a little bit of those themes come in. For the most part, it's pretty generic. Oh, disaster stuff's happening. <laughs> like, sort <laughs> yeah. of sounds. And I, I, I guess that makes sense, given, like, what it's doing, but I don't know. Um, I feel like you can have the more horror movie element of the, the, the back Maybe half. Maybe he doesn't know how to do horror scores. Even the first half doesn't have much. Yeah. And it's not to say there's no good moments, because there are still good moments of music, but they just feel so much fewer and further between. So much of the score just feels forgettable this time, and it's weird. I don't know why. Especially yeah, since... I agree with that. And I do think Giacchino is really good. He is, and, and not only is he really good, he was really good in the last Jurassic Park movie, which makes it especially yeah. weird. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, uh, so, it's a shame to say that, but I, I did feel it again watching it this time. So, uh, is that... Is there anything else we want to say before we dive in? spoilers um would you like to talk about the design of the indoraptor since we've mentioned that it exists so i suppose you can talk about how it looks 
seen a raptor. I love the gold leaf, the gold leaf over the black skin. It looks poisonous and the, dangerous. The tiger stripe, if you will. Yeah. 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 It's like blue, except it's black and gold. And bigger. I love it. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. And bigger. And it has the, the like shark teeth that cross over. <laughs> <laughs> or like a gator. And really big claws. Like big horror movie claws. Yeah. Long, long fingers. Uh, yes. <laughs> Good for grabbing. I, I think the monster design is, is awesome. Like way to take a, a, a raptor and make it cooler somehow. And yes. I love how smart it is and to the point where it can look goofy, but I was so into it. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, I, I think if I'm compared to just the last movie, the last movie is definitely way better overall, has way more heart and the, the tone's just right. It feels like a nice, fun nostalgia throwback to the original film. Mm -hmm. This one, though, if I'm going to say has anything better, I would say it's maybe the visuals are better, in, mm -hmm. at least in places. And... The set designs, yeah. Uh, well, I'm thinking more the camera. I'm thinking more the use of light and okay, shadows and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, I mean, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not necessarily against that point either. Uh, but I would also say, uh, let's say, I I think the Indoraptor is way more interesting to look at than mm -hmm. the Indominus Rex ever was. Yeah. That yeah, said, that. that said, I do really love the final fight with the Indominus Rex at the end of the world, which made the entire <laughs> movie for true. me. So, oh, I know. What a ride. Check yeah. out our review. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all almost two hours of it. So, yes, okay. So, I, I think it's time. We'll, we'll dive out of spoilers and work through the movie then, talk about the, the various elements. Uh, so, that is uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. We will dive out of spoilers now, but I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers uh, for the month. So, thank you to Alison M. Fordy, Cindy Palacios, Tyler Hess, and David Short. They are all patrons at the $20 or above tier, which is why they're getting credited as producers. But you don't have to give $20, do they, Tara? Why no? If you really want to support us and you like the channel and what we do, you can check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. And if you donate the minimum of $1, you'll get a bunch of bonus features, including additional episodes of The Ace. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh... If you're if you're wondering where this transfer saga that we always bring up is, that's that's where you can find it. So follow along with us in the journey of Jack Death. We and, uh... we always bring it up. She says we. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you'll find it, and you can access all the other ones that we've done as well, including I don't know, like Time Cop or Judge Dread. <laughs> <laughs> plus some others give so, me one yeah. more give me one more I dare you future force damn it <laughs> okay she remembered <laughs> one alright she remembered one uh, Tara's uh, mojo's rocked a little bit because she went to the Patreon section on the last Twilight Zone we recorded right before this and made the biggest mess of it anyone's ever made of the Patreon plug so I, I love uh, that I I only practice this like once or twice a week when we record and I still am just so bad <laughs> i mean at this point you shouldn't have to practice at this point it should just be natural it should just be easy peasy every time squeezy. it's a surprise oh he's asked me to do it again <laughs> <laughs> and also at the five dollar tier i'll do this part for you, you I'll, I'll let you away with the last bit but at the five dollar <laughs> tier you get early access to these ace episodes uh, a day early 
as well as voting rates once per month to vote in an episode between four movies. Uh, there's even a bonus vote at the $10 tier now where you can vote between a movie on this show, a movie on streams, and a movie on Flux. It's a whole thing. Uh, so go and have a look and see if you're interested in any of that. But your support is greatly warranted. Uh, the, only th- the only thing we did pick, and you did this in the Twilight Zone as well, actually, is when you huh. say, instead of saying for as little as one dollar, or, you know, to make it sound like, oh, you just have to spend one dollar, you say, if you give us the bare bones minimum of one dollar, <laughs> as if as if you were annoyed, like, if you... I was d- trying to jazz it up a bit. That's if you funny. dare only give us a dollar, no, it's a good dog, sell it, it's like, you can just give us a dollar, a dollar's great, that's how... <laughs> hey, a dollar's a lot of money. <laughs> People yes. work really hard for every dollar. So we have to make sure that, you know, it's worth it. Exactly. That's a good thing we have the, the Jack Death saga. <laughs> uh, I, I should probably learn by now that making you do the Patreon section makes it about five times longer as it would be if I just did it. But, you know, that's okay. It's become a bit of a staple of the show at this point. <laughs> Trying to pad the episodes out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so full spoilers then for Jurassic World Falling Kingdom. So maybe stars Isla Nublar. Uh, we wait, have. Wait. Oh. Do you keep saying Falling Kingdom? Oh, Fallen Kingdom. Okay, I keep hearing Falling. <laughs> Fallen Kingdom. I, I guess I just say it faster. It sounds Falling Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, they sound pretty similar. In my accent. <laughs> I know I'm saying it right. All right. Okay. Maybe the first time, but you got it. I'm going to call it Falling Kingdom every time now, just to annoy you. No. Uh, <laughs> so. Good work. Yes. Jurassic Planet, uh, Descending <laughs> Kingdom. Love it. That's an ex-trilogy. <laughs> yes. No, Descending Empire. There you go. Jurassic Planet, Descending en- Empire. <laughs> right. Okay. The, the Indoraptor will be dethroned. <laughs> so, yeah, the movie starts with uh, the, the daytime stuff at the island. where the, It's basically the, the, the team that are coming to get the tooth from the dead Indominus Rex. Of course, they forgot about the big swimming one, uh, which sort of almost pays the sort of dark joke at the end of this scene because they've got the one guy on the tablet and the T-Rex comes up, sneaks up on him, and they're running, they're yelling, I'm like, come on, come on. I'm like, how can they, they see, like, what do they see exactly that he's not hearing precisely at this moment, but whatever. And he just gets away. He actually, like, jumps out of the ladder from the helicopter and they're flying away. He's like, yes, he's made it. And then the big mouth comes up and chomps him. <laughs> the most bizarre. Yeah, the... Uh... Well, they say when they when they first like go in, they open up the gates. By the way, like in the Mosasaurus pad, mm-hmm. so now the Mosasaur can go out like freely into the ocean, which never comes up again. So well, until you, you see it, up. until you see him at the end, right? Okay, well, sure, so but like, the go ahead. I was gonna say so. So it's not really like, used in this movie, but it is like set up to this, just to say that he's also out in the world. So you see him in the montage right, at the end. Right, right. Right. But I thought, like, the way they set that up was like, oh, this is going to be our movie. <laughs> they just released the Kraken into the world. But, um, you know, the, the guys are in there like, relax, you know, if whatever's in here would be dead by now, would have starved. So <laughs> I guess maybe he was, or she, the Mosasaur, was just eaten on that Indo or the Indominus Rex for quite a while. Oh, Joe, I saw something on Twitter. This, this is a tangent, but it's a relevant tangent because it's about the first Jurassic Park. It's it's a little one of those little bits of like, oh, you genius, Spielberg, you little genius that I never thought of or noticed. So, start at Jurassic Park, right? They're on the helicopter. 
And there's that moment when they're landing where they're fastening their seatbelts and mm-hmm. and Alan gets his seatbelt, right? But he's got the two wrong ends. What what ends does he have? What does he have two of? The female. Yeah, it's the end of the female parts. And what does he do? He finds a way. <laughs> sure, that was quite intentional. It was. That that scene sets up the whole movie right there. It's foreshadowing the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> oh come on, that is super intentional. Okay. Uh, yeah. What a genius. Oh my god. I can't believe you're sarcastically calling Steven Spielberg a genius. <laughs> <laughs> you anyway, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> Look, I believe that is exactly the sort of little thing I will I will choose to believe was an intentional, beautiful moment. And you know what? If it was accidental, then sometimes glorious accidents are just as fun. So yep. I'm leaving it there. Okay. It's on the Twitters. Anyway. Uh, I thought it was worth pointing out. But, so we, we get introduced to uh, Claire, who, I can't remember if she goes to the office or visits the house first, but either way, she, she goes to the house, the big mansion, uh, to meet... She's, no, she's at her office first, Is that where first? she's doing like, like a call center for trying to rescue the animals, because this yes. is where we find out about the volcano. That's right, yeah, it goes to BBC News. That's right, it goes to BBC News, and this very, very English woman is like, the dinosaurs are going to go extinct. There's a volcano and it's erupting and mm-hmm. lol. Like, what, what world are we in now? And Do we save the animals that we created? Yes. And basically, the, the, the government decides no. Cause, because, we, yeah, this is where we get the first of two Jeff Goldblum. Because they, get, they got Jeff Goldblum for a day. And they sat him in a courtroom. I, I remember being so excited that Jeff Goldblum was going to be in Jurassic Park again. And he doesn't interact with a single character that's, you know, I mean, yeah. like any of the characters. We can expect this for the next one when it comes to, I mean, isn't Sam Neill and Laura Dern going yeah. to be in it? All, all three of them are apparently <laughs> in the next one. And my expectations for their use now is like at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, I actually, I saw Jeff Goldblum because um, he plays in a, band like in a jazz band somewhere in los angeles and um i went and saw him a couple years ago and it was the day before he was supposed to leave fly out to film parts for uh jurassic world (laughs) for this movie (laughs) so i saw him like the day before yes the day before i just wanted to share that story well it was the day before he flew out to film it and then it was a day later he flew by (laughs) yeah that's how little he's in this movie and his speech basically is nothing he's basically just kind of regurgitating you know malcolm sounding his, things yeah he does his uh his gold bloomy uh actually that kind of stuff in it he's he throws in a little bit of sprinkle of gold bloom. yes but ultimately like they've got him there because at the end of the movie they want him to say welcome to jurassic world they want him to say they that want, at the end they want the trailer they want the trailer narrator yeah. that's all that's all it is they could have literally just left it out and just like put it in the trailer, but not had it in the movie. It could have been a trailer exclusive. <laughs> it totally could have been. Anyway, so she uh, she's upset because they're not going to help the dinosaurs because Jeff Goldblum's convinced them that they shouldn't, and they, they understand them. They, they believe him. Mm-hmm. So she ends up at the mansion because uh, uh, Hammond 2 is... <laughs> <laughs> or Eli is Eli. Oh, it's Eli. It's called her. You're right. You're right. It's not. It's not. It's not yeah. uh, Lockwood. Because uh, Eli wants to send a team to save the dinosaurs. Uh, but he, you know, and that's the other weird thing about this is that this first like forty minutes also oddly feels like a sped up remake of Lost World. 
A little bit. Because it's them going to like get the dinosaurs and oh no, they're evil, the company, they're they're taking them for their own means. We we, we even have... we even have an evil version of the hunter. Uh we have uh, Buffalo Bill <laughs> yeah. from Silence of the Lambs. He's basically um um Pete Postlewaite. Yeah. It's but, like his character, but But without the nuance. He's just yeah, he's he's just more like one note in evil. Postlewaite was was sort of evil, but he had a, a, a he had an honor system, you yes. know, that you respected. But this guy doesn't. No, he just likes to collect tooths from animals already in cages. Uh, and, uh, okay, I'll crack the joke now. All the dinosaurs are ladies, so yes, he likes the great big fat girls, just like Talents oh, of the Lambs. <laughs> I was going to use that quote. <laughs> you can use the other one. I called dibs on it. <laughs> you can use the other one, when he's dancing in front of the mirror. No, <laughs> I can't swear. I'd love to see how you how you make that relevant to this movie as, as well. That, that's a challenge. How, how do you turn the rest of those Buffalo Bill? She a great big fat raptor. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear, uh, I'm sure you could fit the lotion one into it somehow. Don't challenge me. Okay, wouldn't dare. Wouldn't dare. wouldn't dream of it. But uh, so we're introduced to uh, Lockwood. We get the big painting of Hammond. Uh, with one of the few moments we actually get a little bit of the Jurassic Park theme. And and I appreciate it. I mean, because this is the thing. Jurassic World didn't have a lot of the actual Jurassic Park themes, but it had a couple of big moments where it really let them play. And it felt yeah. like prominent. But it had a lot of its own new themes as well. When that freaking T-Rex shows up, and at that point you've sort of forgotten about it, you're like, oh my god. This is great. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. I love it. We have uh, him explain, okay, go to the island, she's all happy about it. Uh, we're introduced to, to Lockwood, uh, the the woman who couldn't have kids in ZPG, which we did just recently, <laughs> is now an old woman taking care of a kid. Uh, <laughs> I just remember, it was so funny, because I remember you looking at the IMDB page for her, and in the review you said, oh, I recognize her old face. Yeah, she's but like, then I asked you uh, recognize the old-faced woman in the movie, and you said no. <laughs> it clicked in his place though, and he's, clearly it was like more of a subconscious thing rather than yeah. like I remembered her, you know, vividly. Uh, Joe, it's funny though. At one point, there's a flashback to when she was taking care of the, this girl's mother, and mm. well, we're in spoilers, so I can I can actually just admit that she's not her mother technically, but you know what I mean. Like, but there's a flashback to like you know 30 years ago, and I'm like, hey, this is like ZPG time. <laughs> this is this is what she looked like in the movie. <laughs> so that, that gave me a chuckle. Uh, but we, we get this idea, and I'm like, because this is the thing, I think when I first saw this, part of me when I saw the little girl, I was like, oh, of course, they should horn a kid into it, because there always has to be at least one kid. Yeah. Little did I know the kid would end up being the best human character in the movie, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> right. Because uh, she's right. so pro-dinosaurs, which is great. Like, we want someone, I mean, don't get me wrong, okay, sure, Claire's really pro-dinosaurs, but this kid's excited about dinosaurs. She's like, you know, yeah. pro, like, you know, it's, it's good. So... Yes, and Rafe Spall, of course, Eli, is definitely the villain. He's going to be the villain. It's, it's written all yeah, over his face. Yeah, he's too smarmy. He's too, like, I'm the good guy. I'm here to help you. I'm going to save the dinosaurs because I love dinosaurs. And, like, I don't buy any of this. You're a salesman. But you know what? I don't buy the pitch. You know how uh, Buffalo Bill is like a, is just is just uh, Pete Postleby with no nuance? This guy is just mm -hmm. Bob Babylon from Lost World with no nuance. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> or Balaban, whatever every person has last name. Uh, he's that dude. So, yeah. There you go. We can keep doing this. We can do this all day. Uh, oh, we've, we've got a redhead. Yeah, Claire's just Julianne Moore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> Done. We got Goldblum. Chris Pratt's Jeff Goldblum. That's an insult to Goldblum. Who is Vince Vaughn? Oh, is he? A nerd. <laughs> actually, no. It's more the, the vet. The vet's uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, I can see that, actually. Yeah. And then, the nerd should be Eddie, but unfortunately, oh. he lives in this movie. <laughs> Pour one out for, for Eddie Carr. Yeah, none of the good guys die in this, actually. I just realized. It's kind of... It's kind of... Yeah. Pulls its punches in that sense. None of the good characters. Well, uh, I mean, except for the Indoraptor. <laughs> the best character. Okay. Okay. He's still a villain. You can love a villain, but he's still a villain. So Indoraptor so is, she. Part, is part Raptor, part Indominus Rex, and part Bugs Bunny. That's how you make an Indoraptor. <laughs> yeah, that's all that's missing is someone dubbing over it going, What's up, Doc? Yeah. <laughs> if Bill Blanc's voice showed up in the middle of that that part in the cage, I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So from there, uh, we go to the island. Uh, well, actually, she has to go and convince Owen because Owen's the only one who could maybe get Blue because Blue's running around on the island, and I uh, like. It's not been terrible so far. It's a bit rushed. All all the stuff that's introduced so far feels a bit rushed. I, I do like the opening scene. Yeah, you know. but, that's kind of fun. But the clear stuff so far has not been terrible, but it does feel a bit rushed and kind of like, but a bit sequel. Like we're just trying to justify like sequelness. Why she's here? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then she goes to see Owen, and like they try to redo the thing from the first movie. And I say, when I mean first, I mean Jurassic World, where mm. she comes to see him at his place to get him in the job. They sort of try to recreate that that scene, except this time he's building a house, and like <laughs> I'm like, look, dude, Mr. Cool. You were on a show with Ron Swanson, but you are not Ron Swanson, right? Just let me make that very clear. Ron Swanson builds cabins. You yeah. burn them down. I mean, he's literally like chopping wood and saying, so you want to bring me back in, huh? <laughs> One more job. And I, I felt like they tried... <laughs> so bad. I felt like they tried to give him nuance by having... So this, is, this feels so pointless to me. It's like this extra thing. It's like they try to give him a little bit of depth, but it just feels so throw away and tacked on is that she takes him to a bar and she explains what they're doing and he says no nah, i'm not going i'm not interested and to the point where he says yeah just let them die i don't care he actually says basically that and then we have another scene afterwards where he's watching like old home movies essentially of him training baby blue uh mm-hmm. when, he, when, he's, when, when she's little and all and I you know th- he's troubled by it because he's drinking while he's watching it yeah and all i could think was this this achieves absolutely nothing. I don't think it, there's no depth to this at whatsoever because he just decides because of this footage to show up on the plane. And all I could think was, you could have just saved like four minutes of screen time by having her just as soon as she says, "No, we're going to save Blue," for him to just go, "Yeah, obviously I'm in," and just cut to the plane. Like because I just skipped that part. And sometimes, okay, yes, you can add some depth because someone's maybe got like some doubt, so they don't want to go. I mean, maybe. Yeah, this is this is Ripley's scene of being convinced to go. Back to LB. Don't, don't compare Owen to Ellen <laughs> F. And Ripley. Owen Ripley scene. <laughs> don't you dare. How dare you? That a bad taste in your mouth, huh? <laughs> I don't like saying Owen Ripley either. But... Oh. Oh my. Oh. His initials literally just say the word R. <laughs> <laughs> yes or something else let's go with something else so okay. <laughs> but yeah, i see your point i see your point they're trying 
But the thing is, he's not scared though. There was nothing about that first movie that made him scared, and there's nothing in this movie. He's he's just supposed to be this goofy badass the whole time, right? Yeah. He's a, he's a badass except for the one sh- couple of stupid scenes where they want him to be really silly, and then he's really silly. But he's never scared. No, not once ever. I I really don't like the character of Owen. I don't I, like him in the in in Jurassic World either. Having him be like scared, you know, because the experience might have been interesting. That might have been some nuance to his character that would have been given him some depth and make him not less of a just a goofy caricature. Or just get like if they try to make Muldoon into Indiana Jones, and they thought, well, we'll get Chris Pratt. But if you actually had a character like Muldoon, as like the the raptor guy, like that would make more sense to me. How about this? Someone uh, who's like really intense, you know? Yeah, okay, I can see that. What about Pete Postwaite? What if he came back because he wants to save the dinosaurs? Would, would that not be more nuanced well, and interesting? Isn't he dead? Didn't he oh, die? well, the actor may be dead. but I just mean the character yeah. more so than I do the, the actor. But the idea that yeah. so, someone who used yeah, to hunt yeah. like, stuff is like, no, my, my hunting time is over and I don't want them to be extinct. Just because I, I hunted for sport doesn't mean I want them all to be dead. Like, I don't know. You could do something interesting with that arc, maybe. Like, there's potential owen's just i'm cool and i i do one-liners that I are my own house <laughs> yeah i don't know i hate that so much that I do. yeah but they're not arnold <laughs> one-liners they're like smarmy one-liners that he says before things not funny ones that he says after i don't even remember any of them from the film uh he said at one point he, he walks up to claire and goes remember if something happens to me out there you're the one who made me come yeah you're right yeah, and I, I feel like I, I, the general joke there's fine. Like I can see that working with a different actor and a different like maybe like writer to maybe writes towards that tone. Sounds like we're really picking on Chris Pratt. We're not <laughs> anti-Pratt. No, I mean, I, hey, I love Parks and Rec, and I love Andy in Parks and Rec. This is not a, an anti-Chris Pratt thing. Uh, but his some of his movie choices. He's great have... in Guardians too. Oh yeah, he's good in Guardians. I, I like Star Lord. Yeah, he's great in Guardians. Guardians too. <laughs> look, look, I love you, the second Guardians. I know you love the second Guardians, but do you actually dislike the first one? Um, I thought the first one was fine. I thought the second one was better. The disrespect from you today is unparalleled, quite frankly. <laughs> so, anyway, they 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 go to the island. And so I'm going to skip over a couple of things because there's a couple of these one-liners and okay, so so Pratt and or Owen and the, the vet go to look for Blue because she's 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 like the vet, so she's going to like take care of her, her and all that. And he mm-hmm. finds her and he's like, "Oh, I'm on your side." And of course, the volcano starts erupting soon after this. But we have the big double cross where almost with no build-up, this this guy we've been introduced to, uh, you know, Buffalo Bill's character, he mm-hmm. immediately just goes villainous and holds him at gunpoint, and that felt rushed to me in and of itself. But then the vet who has, like, she pulls a gun on him and says, oh, well, if you kill me, I can't keep, you know, the raptor alive because one of the, because Blue jumped on one of the dudes and he shot her, so she's injured. And I'm like, nothing about this character has made me think for a second that she's the sort of person who would pull a gun and say, no, like, like this is a thing where a character maybe at the end of the movie when they've been through a lot of shit I'll buy from. Mm-hmm. But literally in the space of about 30 seconds, we've went from not knowing that she, you know like like who this guy is or that he's turned villainous to then oh no now she's got a gun on him and it's a standoff like why are we having a standoff this is just so stupid I... it, it, yeah it's not my favorite 
part of the film. Yes. I do oh. like the little glimpse of the horror that we get with the scene with Claire and Franklin when they're trapped and something's coming through the the uh, like sewer system that's in there. Well, I like to and you get these little flashes of lava yeah. that starts to light it up a bit. I like the visuals. I like the mechanics of the the dinosaur, and I like seeing more different dinosaurs because obviously we always go back to the same. View. Yeah, that is a, definitely a big positive of this of this first part of the movie is that we get a lot more dinosaurs yeah. than we've seen before. But I did like the mechanics of this. I think it does get ruined a little bit because the comic relief character is constantly mm -hmm. cracking really unfunny jokes. Because his whole thing is that he's scared of everything. Yeah. And it's it's kind of not funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you know, the whole, is it a T-Rex? It's a T-Rex. I know it's a T-Rex. And you're not, you know, it's not a T-Rex. But it does look like something really yeah. vicious coming, <laughs> coming towards you in a room that you're locked in. And I like the, you know, the lava kind of seeping through. I, that thing I think is pretty good. Yeah. With the exception uh, of the comic release. Uh, yeah, the comic release kind of ruins it a little bit. But I know I, I like the, the overall horror setup of it. Um, it's just, you know, it's a good, like, this is what we can expect in the second half of the film. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's true. Because then yeah. we get the ridiculous, well, before we even get to the, the hamster ball again, we get the parallel, because uh, before the bad guy, uh, you know, Buffalo Bill leaves with uh, the raptor and he has the, mm -hmm. the vet at gunpoint and all that. He he tranks Owen, he tranks Chris Pratt. So we get this ridiculous scene because the, this volcano, I mean, they left this really last minute because the volcano was erupting like, as they're there. And mm -hmm. Chris Pratt, paralyzed, is rolling away, for comic relief's sake, might I add, from lava mm -hmm. that's rolling towards him. And it's just this really silly scene. And it's stopped by a tree, which, you know, wouldn't catch on fire. Like... <laughs> <laughs> It's Whatever. a really good old <laughs> thick tree that will take time to <laughs> eat through. The I guess. tree that's thick with two seeds. Got it. <laughs> okay, it's a fake tree. They added, there was no trees in the island when they got here, so they made a bunch of trees where in the middle of the tree it's actually the toughest metal known to man. It's just a wooden exterior. It doesn't melt. For sure. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> it's a tree that's impervious to lava is okay. uh, what saves its life. <laughs> Okay, it's, it's diamond. It's literally just diamond, solid diamond inside the tree. Wow. <laughs> they spent a lot of money on these trees, okay? <laughs> the park. <laughs> well, that's why they charge a lot of money for the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not just because you have to take a yacht to get there. Or a cruise ship. <laughs> yes, and all the money they probably have to spend keeping all the dinosaurs happy and fed and breeding and goats. whatnot. Yes. Yes, uh, I mean the goat was an okay reference to the first movie. I get it, you know that's what it is. Um, I suppose I can't. Outside of the Hammond painting, and I suppose well, the fact that they give us a new Ham Hammond, I suppose, is a bit over the top. But it, it doesn't go ultra hard on the nostalgia as much this one, I suppose. So I, I guess I can give it a, a little bit of credit for that. It's not as heavy on the nostalgia, with the exception of the scene at the end of the island. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> well. Okay, that uses nostalgia effectively, but that's not them just redoing a scene, is what I mean. They're not they're not just redoing a moment from a previous film, or like they're using the fact that the first. I don't know. <laughs> it like it's the same dinosaur. Yeah, well, and that's the point. The same thing where it goes on two legs. Like it's okay. the exact same like dinosaur scene. You can't say but, you know, it's torture. <laughs> you, okay yes it's doing that to evoke your first memory of seeing a dinosaur in jurassic park but i i don't like i think that's effective use of nostalgia because it's it's, it's oh yeah like, oh it's effective 
Yeah, but we're, we're about to get there because we get to, we get to the ball and they're hiding the ball because we, we have the avalanche of the, the eruption coming down the hill and they're in the ball and the the, the big dinosaurs coming after Pratt, but then the T Rex comes in and saves them because the T Rex is a good guy or good girl most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so good girl, good girl, you're a good girl, Rexy. Uh, and we get this is what I was saying about how it's just like a sort of crappy Roland Emmerich disaster maybe all the stuff with them going off the edge and then in the water him trying to break the glass like all of it just kind of felt like oh we're doing just disaster movie tropes right now that's all this is mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it but, happens everything happens like so quickly it does it really does uh, I, f- I feel like they could have just skipped over a lot of this especially since it par- parts of it do kind of feel like a rush remake of Lost World and Lost World is not something I really want to be reminded it, of that much <laughs> yeah Lost World's not great but it's it does really just come off as the movie they had to get out of the way so that they can make the rest of the film. <laughs> yeah, which is always a shame because it means the last half is a little bit more rushed than you'd like. I, I wish it was like slower and built up a bit more, and you know. Yeah, well, I I'm fine with the pacing in the the, the latter part of the film. No, I, I I guess what I mean is is that you could have done more with it if you had like a whole movie that kind of just started later in the the story. Yeah. Uh, yeah but uh so this is where we get the big so they, so they again they have a bit of a, a chasing action scene where they have to get on the boat because it's leaving and they jump on the truck and blah 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 action movie whatever yeah <laughs> but they get to the boat and they they're, they're, they all sort of look back and just as so the the lava and the smoke and all the rest of it's all sort of reached to the edge of the island and we have the the, the bronchosaurus is that is that correct I think it's a brachiosaurus. Brachiosaurus, what they call it. yeah. The brachiosaurus, the lone brachiosaurus, is walking in the pier as if it's like reaching out for the boat. <laughs> as like you like... forgot me. <laughs> and as the boat goes away and they're watching, we see it being engulfed by the smoke and the sort of red. But so, so not only do we see it on the pier on its own, but we get this quite frankly wonderful visual of the smoke like enveloping it and then we see because of the red ember of the you know the lava color behind it and the light from from that we see just the the silhouette of the the brachiosaurus do the you know, the 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 leap kind of pose from the first movie uh, and be left behind and it's effective it's like all of a sudden like the director is like hey i'm talented and i know how to do a moment <laughs> so i'm going to do this oh my god <laughs> i hate i mean i hate this this moment because it's so hard to watch. It's just so effective. And I, it's it's a little bizarre because you think it's a Jurassic Park movie and it's going to be, you know, a fun adventure with a little bit of horror in it. And you get this moment that's like, it's like the end of Marley and Me. <laughs> but worse somehow. Like, it's it's so, it's so rough. But like, I can't say it's bad, you know, because it's, it definitely like hits you. Yeah. It hit me hard. I like this Both moment. times that I watched it. Uh, I, I I do like the moment. Uh, all the stuff with them traveling on the boat is just kind of whatever. Uh, like I like that they have the practical T Rex head for all the stuff around the T Rex, but the actual scene itself, the comedy of them like sneaking around the head because they try to take some of his blood or whatever. Uh, eh, you know, it, it just it feels like kind of goofy movie comedy. It's the sort of stuff that I expect again in a. In like a Michael Bay or a Roland Emmerich movie, mm-hmm. yeah, it falls into those traps at times, which is a shame. Uh, but this is where things get interesting back at the house. Uh, although there's some bad stuff here too, because where Toby Jones shows up as the auctioneer, because 
because uh, by this point we kind of know that Rafe Spall's the villain because he's he kind of got mad on the phone at one point and he's been like yelling, "Oh, where's my dinosaurs? Like, get them back! You'll get your money!" Blah blah. And... Yeah, I mean, once the Pete Postlewaite guy, Buffalo Bill guy, like it turns on them, you're like, okay, well, obviously, he's <laughs> acting on orders. Yeah, so he and we see like him, uh, Buffalo Bill, collect all these all the teeth from the various dinosaurs when they're all trapped. So there's no sport in it. But so he has no honor. It's just like no, he wants this for his necklace. He's he's taking all these teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, although some of them are pretty big, so maybe it's not a necklace. Maybe he's built more of like a wall, <laughs> like display or something. <laughs> so he, uh, yeah. So so we know he's a villain, but he meets with uh, Toby Jones and everything with his character. He's like, well, you're a daily. Maybe I'll just call my uh, all all the buyers and cancel the whole thing. He's like, yeah, but look, each of these dinosaurs can go for at least four million dollars. Like. Four million dollars is a slow Tuesday for yeah. me. Like I hate every line that comes out of his mouth. He's terrible. Yeah, he's not good. Plus, yeah. four million dollars seems pretty low for a dinosaur. <laughs> Especially since most of them burned up on the island, so they're pretty rare. Yeah, they're more rare than they were before. Uh, although yeah. the the implication is is that a lot of these people who are buying them will make more because now that they've got dinosaurs, they can yeah. retroact. You know, they can figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, um. But yeah, this is where we get some of the fun stuff because I love, I actually love, so the, so the little girl sneaks into the, the base, she hears some of this this talking from them too, uh, she gets into the lab that's under the, and which by the way, the secret lab under the mansion is very Resident Evil. I don't know Evil. how that works. <laughs> it's very yeah. Resident Evil. Uh, so that gives me a chuckle uh, in the B-movie sense, but as she's listening to them, there's this great moment where the cage for the what we later find out is the Indoraptor mm-hmm. is behind her. We don't see it, it's all complete pitch blackness, we just see the claw come out and it's coming slowly for it. And I'm like, I like this moment. I like what this I is doing it. here. Uh, so, and at this point in the movie, you know, every, most of the stuff to this point has been mostly bad, right? But then we, we just had the, the leaving the, the, the island moment with the, the Brachiosaurus. Mm-hmm. And then we have this moment with the claw. It's like, oh, maybe this movie's clawing its way back. Maybe there's something here. Yeah. yeah. We've so, got a Frankenraptor down there. Frankenraptor, yeah. Monster. Uh, so. Yeah, there's a bit of build up here where she's trying to tell the old man. Uh, Rafe Spall, when he's accused and uh, Lockwood Hammond 2.0, uh, flat out basically confirms that he's doing this. Rafe Spall just kills him. Uh, it makes it look he's died of natural causes. And mm-hmm. uh, so you know he's a proper villain. He's willing to kill for this. He killed Zephyr Cochran. Unacceptable. <laughs> I can't believe it actually took you this long to get a Zephyr Cochran reference in. <laughs> yeah. I know him for two roles. Zephyr Cochran and Farmer Hoggett from Babe. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, he's in, he was in Star Trek before that role as well, so he's... he's That's true. He's got at least two he's Star royalty. Trek roles. So, but, like... He's, that, done, he's done more also after that. Oh, no doubt. He's, he's one of those guys who just pops up a lot, uh, just in general. So ultimately, the, the, this part of the movie is a little bit fuzzy. Uh, they get to the thing. They get caught. Owen and Claire get caught. And as do those, because the, the nerdy ones are with them as well. And they end up in a, in a cell. And they break out because the, the dinosaur with the big head, the big hard head, is in the next cell adjacent. And he sort of tricks it into... Um, is it Pachycephalosaurus? You sound... Or the Ankylosaur. You sound confident. You sound confident, but uh, he tricks him into using his head, 
uh, literally, to <laughs> break down the the wall and, and so on. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of just glossing over this middle part, because honestly, there's not a whole lot here at this point. It's, it's really after this we get to the good stuff. We'll talk about all the dinosaur stuff first, and then I think we'll double back and talk about the girl before the girl. we get the girl actually being chased and stuff. We'll talk about what she actually is and the implications <laughs> of that. <laughs> so so this, this, this auction is happening, and they're, they're bidding on dinosaurs, and we get a montage almost of them like, sold, sold, and they're just selling off these dinosaurs, and there's these, all these rich, you know, one percenters from all over the world buying up these dinos, and Toby Jones just said, okay, we've got a treat here at the end of the auction for you, a, a prototype of something, something to come for the future. Uh, they bring out the, end, the Endoraptor, and they're all impressed, and they do a little demonstration, and see if I was this rich guy in the audience, I'd be livid. I'd be livid that they mm-hmm. used him as a demonst- demonstration because, like, oh, it's been trained to, like, you know, target things with this laser sight. So you, you point the laser at the thing, and then you press this audio button, and then the, the raptor will just go in. He's in the cage at this point, so he can't get to him, but the guy shits himself. Like, you, you can almost yeah. smell the shit coming from the seat <laughs> that he's just shot himself with. <laughs> so, uh, this is our introduction. He looks great, as we mentioned. That's one of the things that the movie does get right, is how good the Endoraptor looks. At least I think it looks yeah. cool. Oh, I think it's awesome. I, 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 do you know what I think it is? I think adding color to your your custom dinosaur mm-hmm. is what makes it work. I think I think the Indominus Rex, is fast. yeah, looks expensive and fast, and the uh, with the black, like it looks poisonous now. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and of course Owen and Claire are sort of spying at this point. They've got out of the cell, and they're like, "We can't let that thing leave." So they they they, they try to sabotage it. So they're running around. Here's the thing, though. We have to talk about what maybe is the dumbest scene in the movie, from a character okay. decision point of view. How the Endoraptor gets out of its cage, because <laughs> yeah. because it's not clear in Owen trying to kill it or try to stop it from getting out because it's too dangerous, which might have made sense if that's mm-hmm. what ended up you know escaping. If they were trying to help and inadvertently kind of did something to let it out, no, 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 no. Buffalo Bill decides to go down the <laughs> well where he's got the big beefy girl, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> Uh, in this case, the cage with the Endoraptor, because he wants a tooth. He's like, oh, I didn't see you before. I want a tooth. So he tranks it. He, he shoots, like, five tranks in to, like, put it down. He's like, okay, you're down. I'm going to come in and take my tooth. And the whole time, I'm like, you idiot. What are you doing? Like, this thing is clearly going to wake up. This thing is probably smart enough to play dead. It's, it's already it's already awake. Yeah. You know, because it actually smiles. Yeah. It, like, smiles and winks at the camera. Like, that's <laughs> funny. I love it. I love it so much. And of course, he's got his arm, and he's and this is what I'll appreciate this is that it actually goes a little bit proper horror movie here because he's actually he gets picked up by the arm and he's like dangling, and then his arm just gets ripped off, and then he you actually see the, the Indoraptor swallow the whole arm. He's a gulp. He's like gulp, like a fish. He's like gulp. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's that. But yeah, dumb, dumb, dumb. It's one of those things where like you have to rate a character be this idiotic. To get your mm-hmm. your third act going, because we have to have it out of the cage. But uh, yeah, so that that sets he up. You had that. to go in and put the lotion on him. <laughs> <laughs> it puts the lotion on the claws. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so I tried. That's the best I could do. I, I respect the attempt. I respect it. Yeah. Can't I can't force can't force art. So, of course, it's running around now, and the main part of the house, by which we mentioned, there's a big sort of lobby area uh, where it's like a showroom for, like, dinosaur bones and skeletons, and there's a big triceratops. It's, it's, 
the completed Animal Crafting Boston Museum. There you go. It's a, it's a complete uh, Triceratops in the middle uh, skeleton, which is relevant for the ending, may I add. <laughs> so it becomes very, very important. Well, it's how... just the skull, I think. Sure. Oh, yeah, maybe it's just the skull, yeah. But it's like the whole skull with the horns. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, they make you just as a space, I thought. There's a lot of sneaking around in this room, like going around the display cases, all that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Both Owen and Claire and the girl. So I think it's at this point, well, maybe, because they find the girl sort of before they end up running around. They run into her because she, she's actually running from Rafe's spell because she's kind of basically witnessed that he was murdered, you know, that uh, Lockwood was murdered. So she's kind of on the run. She goes down the uh, the dumb dumb elevator, dumbbell. And dumb waiter. Dumb Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Um... <laughs> dumbbell was funny, though. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it, okay? I'm glad you enjoyed it. Look, I'll just call what it actually is. It's a lift, okay? It's a goddamn lift. <laughs> Well, it's, it's not meant for people. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen other kids' movies where the kids use these things to go up and down that aren't meant for people. Sure, yeah. They're always in old houses. Yes. Uh, but she, she, she's on the run, and she runs into Owen and Claire, and she recognises Owen because she's watched some of the footage of the... The blue. The, the, tra- the training for blue, yeah. And so she kind of, like, warms up to him, and she likes dinosaurs, and they're on the run. But the big reveal here, right, the big reveal that we find out, is the the reason why Hammond and Lockwood split ways is because Hammond fundamentally had a had a moral disagreement mm-hmm. with Lockwood because Lockwood wanted to use the tech that was cloning or recreating the dinosaurs to clone a human being because his daughter died when she was relatively young, and this little girl isn't his granddaughter. It's actually a recreation of his daughter. So it's not literally his daughter. I I always sort of say that a clone person. Obviously, isn't the exact same person in the sense that they have different experiences, they grow up with different memories and stuff like that. I, I would say it's a lot closer to a, like uh, someone's like child than it is there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, granddaughter's not a, an awful like sort of way of putting it in uh, uh, some ways. Yeah, and her caretaker is trying to train her to have to be more like what his daughter was. That's the shady part she... for me that feels immoral to me. Uh, yeah, I mean that's why she's there, though, right? Yeah. To bring back his daughter so she can't have an american accent she has to have a british accent yeah i, I i'll be honest like i hated this caretaker lady the second she was like not bath bad the queen's english dear i'm like shut up <laughs> it's a bath <laughs> the star beat okay <laughs> i i actually really like this the story beat i think it's i think it's really cool i think that it's at this point now, we are so far removed from the Jurassic Park films that oh, I, yeah. I just I love it. You know, I'm I'm glad that island is burned up because now we can't go back there. <laughs> True. No, I agree. No, <laughs> no, I will give this points for being something different, for being like a, a step in a, yeah, a direction like, that I like makes the sense. Idea that they were like the the Steve Jobs and and Wozniak of cloning, <laughs> and one of and they had to split because one of them was like, look, I dinosaurs are great and all and obviously i love them i have a whole museum of them but like we can really use this to do something something truly great and you know bring people back from the dead and that's i think that's a really cool uh element to to introduce to this to make it a newer i mean like yeah of course if you can clone (laughs) extinct animals like why wouldn't you want to use that technology to see what else you can do and I, I would and yeah, say, of course, there are moral implications, and that's why they split up. But I, I like, I know it, it is kind of retconning it by adding oh, sure. a second Hammond character, but at least they give it a reason. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely still a bit goofy because of the retconning that they had to do to fit it in there, but I agree that it's something new. I will say that, I mean, I think morally it's clearly the wrong thing. Like, you can't recreate a oh, person. Yeah, and the fact that he's trying to recondition her. Now, I don't have a problem with her existing because, like, the idea that. Because she's a person. Like, like maybe maybe the third one will bring up the idea, like, should she have rage because she's a clone? Well, yeah, she's still a person who feels things and experiences things. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's, like she's still a person. Um, yeah. So I don't really have a problem with people being created via cloning, I guess. I, but I just have a problem maybe with. Maybe like, this will end up into, like, a, a Brave New World sequel or something where there's actually a, an island of cloned people out there that rich people have also purchased and they're they're cloned humans slash dinosaur hybrids yeah what i was saying <laughs> no, been is, expecting for a while so what i was saying is i don't have a problem this i guess with people being created via cloning it's just the idea that they're there to replace the person they've been cloned from is is idiotic and can't happen because a person is made up with their experiences and what they go through, and you can't just recreate that. It doesn't work. It's never going to be the exact same person. Brave New World? I, you probably didn't read it in school. Nah. But there are movies around it. Like, we watched the Mystery Science Theater movie that was basically Brave New World. The parts of the clones horror and the island, which I've never seen, but I'm pretty sure is the same thing. Yes, uh, we'll do it sometime. Fun. It's yeah, it's about like rich people who can afford to have themselves clones. So when things go parts go wrong, they have a perfect version of themselves that they could take those parts from. Like that's just a resource that they have now. Yes. So like I I like the idea of those two storylines like merging together because we've introduced cloning. Why not introduce more science fiction cloning into the sure. franchise? Sure. I have no problem with the concept. I, I do think the. <laughs> There's a decision that she makes, the girl, at the end, that I think they don't actually spend enough time with her developing the idea to actually make it feel natural that she makes this choice. It feels, it feels, if there's anything that's rushed in the back half, I think it's her making this choice of like, no, no, they're clones like me. They should be free. Like that, yeah. that idea I, is a bit rushed. I can agree with that, but I do, yeah. I do like it, but at the same time, it does uh, feel a little bit hollow. Well, of course, it. we have to talk about all these set pieces here because we get not only the hiding in and around the display cases, we get the the, the bedroom scene where she's literally hiding in the bed and the claws coming for her. And mm-hmm. wonderful visuals. There's we a get lot the of... skylight and the yeah. Um, the yeah the 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 Indoraptor like slowly going behind the 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 curtain with the thunder in the back or the lightning in the background to again illuminate it it's great cheesy horror movie stuff but it looks really fun and it is at this point we're in for a b monster movie and in that that tone it's working wonderfully Mm -hmm. and there's there's some great shadow moments here as well uh and obviously we get the idea that blue once again gets to be this hero where blue jumps in and like you know tries to save and and you know get get get, kind of gets our ass whipped a little bit the first time as well it's it's not until the very end when she sort of makes that big leap that does the killing blow because you know it's like do you know what the ending is the way it dies it's terminator 2 where they they get it to the edge and it almost goes into the death trap right you know it's like Mm -hmm. like owen like so so claire has the laser thing she points it oh and then owen like does a dive so that it sort of crashes into the skylight but essentially what that is, that's Sarah Connor with a shotgun, like getting the T-1000 to the edge, and it just isn't quite enough, and it's climbing back up. And then <laughs> in comes Blue, like Arnold Schwarzenegger with the, you know, with the, the one arm missing, and it's coming through the cog, and doing that final <laughs> blow that makes it fall and land on the, the Triceratops head to kill it. Uh, I wonder I like this scene. <laughs> it's, it's Terminator 2, basically, is what I'm saying. We've, we've, yeah. we've even got, even got the kid. The kid's John Connor. Yeah. There you go. 
but they they already did all their their lava expense in the beginning part true. of the film that's true uh yeah. of course uh the, the the thing that didn't work here is the fact that claire did not then uh or sorry blue did not do the thumbs up uh like afterwards <laughs> <laughs> well blue survives right blue, blue, blue survives yes but blue yeah. is owen tries to keep her and she sort of looks at the cage and goes nah and he's like i understand Bye, blue. <laughs> go be free yeah go be free so she runs off and all I could think was, that's still a Velociraptor, and she's still going to murder people. She's still definitely going to murder people. <laughs> yeah. Probably children. Yes. The T-Rex too, of course. But again, the T-Rex, like, because the T-Rex is mostly absent, but we do get one great, uh, you know, uh, Eli, Raph Spall's character. We get, mm-hmm. like, a brutal, like, you know, him dangling around, eating T-Rex. Because yeah. he survives, like, a stampede of all the dinosaurs coming out when the girl opens the door. Because it's this big moral choice moment where Claire wants to let them out, and Owen's like, look, I get that you want to do this, but think if of you, what happens. Yeah, if you release them, we'll have dinosaurs in the, the world. world. Yeah. And, you know, like, that's kind of a big deal. Even if we want to save them, it's still going to completely alter the food chain. It's maybe irresponsible to do that and how many people it's going to put in danger. And then, of course, the girl just goes, nah, I'll do it, lol. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make the decision for you. And she's like, they're real, like me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if she gets to live, then they get to live. That also was a pretty hard scene to watch in the theater. I remember. I remember watching it and going, "Wait, am I going to have to watch all these dinosaurs die <laughs> after you made me go through that horrible scene <laughs> halfway through?" And uh, so I am glad that they were released, just because it it is hard to watch you know, the dinosaurs well, be tortured. It feels really uplifting at the end because obviously the villains in this movie. Are pretty much human beings through and through. I mean, okay, the end of Raptors mm-hmm. a villain as well, but for the most part, it's just the, it's just really the humans. So you're kind of actually happy they're they're free because they kind of deserve some freedom. But at the same time, there's going to be roaming three and killing people left and right, and maybe that was a bad idea. I so it's just. But I can't wait to see the 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 sequel where like there's a hiker <laughs> who thinks he's getting stalked by a bear, and then all of a sudden he's a raptor. I just I want. I want, I want the Jurassic World that they've been promising me. You know what the sad part is, is I want those sorts of things too. But I feel like it's, I feel like it's going to have be a little bit of that. But for the most part, it's going to focus on whatever Owen and Claire are doing to try and I know. solve something. I don't want them in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the downside to it. Uh, I want like people to be trapped in a mall because there are yeah. dinosaurs outside the exit, and <laughs> they, yes. you know, this is what I want. I, I, I want as a dinosaur loose in the mall and people are trying to like hide and close off certain stores and shutters to escape them. I want Choppy Mall with a Velociraptor. <laughs> That's what I want. We can have this. There, the, I mean... To yeah. be fair, did you watch the... Uh, did you watch the short film they put out that, to tease the next film? Like T- Trevor made like a little short film about yeah. a family in a, an RV uh, on vacation who got attacked by... Uh, oh. I think I did actually. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's been a while since it came out, and I, I, so I don't remember it too well. But I remember it being quite good for what it was. Mm. Just this family being like, you know, <laughs> almost killed repeatedly. Maybe we should do a little bonus, <laughs> a bonus review of it. A little bonus. <laughs> a little uh, five dollar or five dollar five, five minute review. Why five? Why not fifty? <laughs> Why fifty? Why not five hundred? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, which Did is actually you like Colin Trevorrow or Trevorrow. 
I like Safety Not Guaranteed. And I like Jurassic World, but uh, I never saw Book of Henry, but apparently it was terrible. Like everyone Apparently, apparently yeah. it was enough to pull a Star Wars movie. <laughs> I think it's so funny. I've probably mentioned this in the last one, but I think it's so funny that Trevor's path with the Jurassic World trilogy is so similar to JJ Abrams with Star Wars, where he did the first yeah. one, he left, and then it was like, oh no, we have to fire the, the third director, come back. But and ironically, Trevor was the guy that was fired <laughs> from the third Star Wars movie. Uh yeah. It probably would have been better if he directed it, admittedly, because that last Star Wars movie was pretty rough. Uh, there, there's stuff I like in it. Overall, I'm, I'm still positive on it, but it's... Yeah, it's it's sad that it was... Um, I don't know. It just felt rushed. It's like the first part of this movie. I'll tell you what. Like, see... Maybe episode 100 is when we start working through Star Wars. I don't know. We're going to have to do it eventually. Well, we've made it a vote on the franchise, but Jurassic Park won. It did. Jurassic Park did win. That's true. Uh, for the record, when we do do Star Wars, it will be in release order, the correct order for which one should experience them. Why wouldn't it be? Why, yeah. why would there be any other way to watch it? Ah, uh, because some people are like, oh, you need to watch the prequels first because of continuity. No, no. Prequels spoil the original yeah. films. Yes. Uh, this is the thing. Prequels, 99% of the time, are made with the assumption that you're viewing it after the original, so the whole idea is that it's yeah. foreshadowing things you already know. So it's made, it's supposed to be experienced that way. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, anyway. I mean, that's basically the movie. We kind of glossed over some of the set pieces, I suppose, because I, I do really like uh, a lot of the stuff with the, the raptor chasing them around, and he was kind of gets stabbed in the leg, so she's kind of out of it for a little bit, because basically, mm-hmm. like, the girl's on her own, and she's like, go, Owen, go save the girl. Uh, we didn't even mention B.D. Wong uh, gets knocked out. Oh yeah, he shows up. I hate his character. Yeah. I, t- I think it's so strange that Henry Wu is now this like big time villain. And he's still <laughs> alive. So yeah, they, they drag him out so he's still around for the third movie. Uh, uh, Great. And this is why I think those, those two new characters are just so pointless and just tacked on for the sake of having some other comic relief and uh, and also, I, I do genuinely think they kind of looked at the rest of the cast and went, oh shit, everyone else is white. We have to think of some new characters, which I, I, which I don't have oh, a problem yeah. with. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I am all for uh, more diversity in these movies. The problem is, is that these two characters have nothing worthwhile to do. And the fact that for the second half of the movie, they're basically forgotten about except one scene where he saves her because she's, she's like separate from them. Mm-hmm. That's like all they have to do in the back half of the movie. They had nothing for them to do. Uh, they're completely worthless. So I, I it's really rough. And I, 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 yeah. So honestly, would you would you be more excited if the if the third one was going to be Jay Bayona also? That's a tough question. I don't know because yeah. Jurassic World was better than this one, like overall. But this one looks better, and this like one, the yeah. parts that are good here. Although I don't know if anything really beats that the last like fifteen minutes of Jurassic World. I, I don't think so either. But you're right. The parts that are good here, uh, I think, are better overall. And it's riskier, you know. It, it takes a lot more chances, and I, I kind of like that. Yeah, but do we want the heart back that the first one had? But again, Trevor did actually co-write this one, so it's not like he didn't have a hand in this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So obviously, we end with the montage, basically, of all the dinosaurs interacting in various. That's where we see the the big, you know, water one again. It's someone surfing, I think, and you see the <laughs> you see the <laughs> just behind the wave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's fun, I guess. Yes, this is what I want. Yes, yeah. Basically, what a movie. I take it seriously. You know, don't make a Sharknado. Don't make it 
goofy make it yeah and take it serious i just want dinosaurs in a mall now you've made me want that so bad i know I think, but I think it's because we've been so, it's been so much with the the the, the jungle and the all all these open locations. I, yeah, we had the kitchen scene in the first movie, but I feel like I, I I'm I really what what I liked about this movie is just the idea of having one badass dinosaur in a closed location and people mm-hmm. running from it. Uh, but then, and then with the hero, the little hero that raptor that could. Uh, I'll <laughs> I'll say it again. I said this in the, the last one, but I'm still impressed they made his route for a velociraptor, given how they were treated in the first trilogy. Like, yeah. There were always the most villainous, vile, dangerous dinosaurs of them all. Yeah, you're right. Because they were smart. Yep. Uh, and I don't know, like once you were targeted, even before the targeting mm-hmm. system, like that was it. You were prey. You were going to be hunted. Yeah. Oh, nice touch, by the way. Uh, that uh, is after the T Rex kills Rafe Spall's character, he he steps on the tooth, like the Indominus Rex tooth that he had, because mm. uh, that's what he's carrying, and he crushes it with his foot, and I'm like, ah, that's a nice touch. It's kind of like how in the last one, he, he he broke up the Spinosaurus skeleton. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> kind of the same idea. Oh, you're so badass, huh? How come I'm here? <laughs> <laughs> Can't beat the original, bitch. <laughs> that's right. Rex has got attitude. Uh, yeah, for surprisingly, you know, not, a ma- not that much T-Rex, I still really like this one. Yeah, no. I, I think it's because we get a cool monster for the back half for them to run from. We really do. Man, that Indoraptor. I can't say enough good things. Yeah. Uh, I hate every time of the villain characters, though. I don't even like a lot of the human, the, the good guy characters either, admittedly. Uh, like, honestly, the best case scenario would probably be what you say is just have new characters, and then that also solves the diversity problem of, hey, all of our characters are goddamn white. We have to maybe shake this up a little bit. Stop trying to make force Chris Pratt down our throats. Like, <laughs> I don't want him to be the next indie. I don't care. Yeah, just give us a new main <laughs> character, right? Yeah. Uh, who's not just a plain, typical white dude. And mm-hmm. yeah, go from there. Why not? But no, we have to have Chris Pratt again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Firefly, did you like the movie? Well, your lap was comfortable as you were watching it, so I guess so. Yes. Yes, Firefly. That's that's what you that's how you rate a movie. They like a nice long movie so they can just sleep on top of me for the duration. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay, I guess we're we're about the point where we're rating this then. Uh, you look like a Bond villain right now. <laughs> that's an Austin Powers villain, but I'll take it. I know, but it's based on a Bond villain, so <laughs> I'll go with it. Uh, fine, fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're going to rate uh, jurassic world fallen kingdom uh it's very dumb and a lot of it is quite bad because uh, as much as the yeah. stuff that i do quite like in it and the stuff that i do because uh, the visuals are at times are really good there's some really good shadows and light effects and and things like that uh and uh, then the raptor's a lot of fun Ch- chasing around the house the girl's likable the little girl mm-hmm. uh, but there's a lot of bit that things that are bad as well like really bad so with all that said tara what is your rating? And please. Oh, I thought you were going to go first. To explain. <laughs> Never. Yeah, I agree. Like the it's there's a lot of peaks and a lot of valleys in the in the film, but I I I really do enjoy the back half. Uh, I hate most of the human characters, but I I do think the visuals are really strong and the 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 monster designs are really strong. The um the all the chases are really good 
Um, even, you know, the, the stuff in the beginning that I don't love, there are some, you know, gem moments in there. Um, overall, I am still, like, I, I still really like it. I think it's a, I think it's a solid seven. Like, I, I think it's worth watching. I think it's fun. Like, just know that there are some bad moments that you just got to get through to get to the gold, you know? Just panning for gold through the Jurassic World sequel. <laughs> I think seven's a bit generous, but <laughs> I think so. I think I think it's good. Yeah. The, f- the first half, for the most part, as bad as it is, the awful villain characters, the lead characters who are kind of just there to facilitate what's going on rather than actually being characters. There's a lot of things that I just I can't say work mm-hmm. that are really annoying and are, are annoying elements that I can see in other movies as well that that make them stick out even more. But the end of Raptor's cool. There's some good visuals, some good moments, some good moments of direction. Uh, once it's you know in the mansion and it's the you know chasing being chased around by the 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 end of Raptor, uh, you're kind of at this peak here. Uh, with mm-hmm. some other standout small moments as well, like the uh, Brachiosaurus, like uh, uh, some other stuff. But so when it's a fun B monster movie and it's just being that, it's working. When it's doing the all the rushed volcano stuff and. I think overall, I'm going to give it a fairly recommended, but with caveats, six. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I agree with six, too. I will add on, though, still rather watch this again in Lost World Jurassic Park. Yeah, Lost World's not good. I think it's the bit... I may want to watch this again more than three as well, but it's more of a fight. Like, I I think there's... They're they're pretty on fire, I think. Yeah, uh, obviously three. They, they I was, both just embrace the the B movie aspect of it. Yeah, although th- three is definitely more consistent. Uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. have this weird rushed first half where it all and then it starts to become better. No, it later. does. It just like you're in it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're in the movie like and, from no, the beginning. And notably, that Jurassic Park three is like thirty eight minutes shorter than this one. <laughs> yeah, which is and, pretty significant. Yeah, well, this was two movies in one. Yeah. Jurassic so, Park Three was just uh, one film with, with Tia Leone just yelling through so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess, uh, I mean, not that I said we're going to rank them at the end, but I mean, hey, it's only five movies. So the first one, obviously, then Jurassic World, I think, and mm-hmm. then three or this one, depending on your taste or mood or what what, what elements you like more than the other. Um, I think it's tough because I feel like. Three is more consistent, but this one has got higher highs, but has mm-hmm. much lower lows as well. Yeah. So it's kind of a toss up, and then I think Lost World Jurassic Park's easily a last place for me. Yeah, me too. It's just dull. It's a dull movie. It, it, like, I love Jeff Goldblum. I do not like him in that movie at all. And well, I don't um, want to say that about a Jeff Goldblum film. Yeah, well... So basically, the, the, Jeff Goldblum's only here so they could have him say at the very end, leading into the third one, welcome to Jurassic World. Finally, we're going to get it. I'm excited. Yeah. Dinosaurs in the mall. And I'm it's saying that because we, we can't have have and say it now, so I'm the, I'm the next best thing. So you got me saying it instead. Uh, hey, that's fine. Yeah. So uh, for the last time, at least until Fallen Kingdom 3, Jurassic, or Fallen Kingdom 2, Jurassic World 3, Dominion comes out. <laughs> 
hello John. Hello John. Hello John. Hello John. I really hate that man. All right, I'm done. <laughs> so that has been Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Uh, please do let us know what you think in the comments. Uh, you can like and subscribe. Liking is really important on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, you you know you, you let YouTube know that you you think it's worth recommending, so they'll recommend it to more people, and you'll find more audience members, and that's really important for the growth and all the rest of it. So it's it's obviously free to do. Just clicking that like button, and I know it's you know some YouTubers will remind you at the start, in the middle, and truthfully it's easy to forget to do it so maybe, maybe we should yell at you to do it more but i don't i don't want to interfere with the show too much so just you know kind of like button uh, if you're a little bit more effort if you listen to the audio version but you can go to the apple podcast you can listen on there and rate five stars and give a little review that also helps very similar idea it'll recommend us more out to other people uh patreon of course if you want to support us financially as we mentioned earlier taria taria <laughs> tara went in uh, to, uh great detail uh, I should remember. Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> that is a reference to what we do in the shadows, the current hit sitcom from FX, also on Hulu. That we love quoting. That we love quoting. Yes, uh, that was a quote from Jackie Daytona. That's all I'm from saying. Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> Who really cares about the town's local volleyball team? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so yes. Go, go patron, go to Twitter, at mail underscore fuzz, or specifically for this show, at the Ace Podcast. So feel free to go and check out all those things. Uh, but that is, uh, Tara, would you like to recommend anything else that Mailfuzz TV do? Um, sure. If, uh, if, uh, no, actually. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> <laughs> what other things are on here? Um, if you like this format of uh, people talking about movies for two hours, uh, you can check out the Influx. Um, you'll get some good gems in there, maybe some things you've never heard of and possibly a lot of things that you have. Um, it's not me. It's Peter and uh, Connor, and they review movies together, and they know a lot more about them than I do, but uh, I don't think it's as fun. But it's it's still good. It's good listening. It's good watching. Um, check it out. So this this is a roller coaster. So that went from being I have no idea what to say. So it was a train wreck, and then it veered into okay, recommended in flux and very complimentary to self-deprecate in a way as well. Because you said, "You just tell yourself short, Tara." First of all, secondly, I appreciate the compliments though. And then it nosedived uh, <laughs> with it's not as fun, and maybe you should check it out. I just there was a lot. There was, this movie had peaks and valleys. I wasn't expecting a review of my recommendation. But that recommendation had peaks yeah. and valleys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a seven. <laughs> 3.6. Not great. Not terrible. <laughs> All right. That has been the Atomic Cinema Experiment. Hopefully you've enjoyed us working our way through the Jurassic Park movies. And I can tell you that we had a vote, because we knew this was coming to an end, this franchise. So we had a vote for what we would do next in terms of franchises. Uh, so there's some repeats from the last vote, some new ones, uh, but the winner that our patrons voted for, and we'll be starting next week, and much like Jurassic Park, we'll do you know one every month, give or take. Uh, not, no, not, not, it's not going to be like seven episodes in a row, but we are going to do the Planet of the Apes franchise, so we're starting with yes. the original 1968 classic. Next episode. <laughs> Look forward to that. Thank so, you, patrons. Yeah, so there you go. But there you go. That is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. 
Keep watching science fiction movies, guys. And computer, that's Elsa. She a great big fat raptor.